Hey. Welcome to Good, Good Story. Story. My name is Hobart. I got my man Strons right here. In here front we go. Of me. Got Leroy up in the house. What you know about that? And our producer Keaton in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How you guys doing, man? Good, man. Be careful out there. Man, I'm going to just share a little embarrassing moment today. Good for you. Oh, man. sorry. That's good stories, but sorry. I, good for I you. I got out of my truck today, and man. Bust his ass. <laughs> I felt gravity take my feet up to the sky, you know, and... That saying where they say broke your ass. Yeah, when you bust your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so today our story, our show it is hurts. not good story. It's good for you. <laughs> it hurts. I'm carrying around a little cushion that you know that can uh, support my tailbone because uh, it's man down, baby. And I'm not talking about the Galapagos. Was anybody myself. around watching? Is the- no, you know I was no. grateful for that. You know I was by myself. I'm always I'm one of those dudes. If I fall, I hurry up and get up and look around. Uh, I don't no. care how bad it hurts, man. This this fall, I had to like roll over to my stomach. Were you at home? No, I was at work in the parking lot, and nobody saw you. Thank goodness. The man, cameras. I the was cameras. over there. I'm googling it right now. See if anybody put help, it on. Help! And then man, it knocked the wind out of me, man. What? Oh man! Oh, because you came out of the truck. Yeah. No, his truck. Hey, but that's the oh, thing. Is yeah, that OJI? Yeah. Nah, you know I didn't report it because I ain't trying to fill out no incident report oh, or anything. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just call it a near miss. When we worked at a certain airline, I don't want to say the name because I think they suck. But we used to. I was no, the king uh, of OJI. Uh, I, I was the king of OJI, boy. <laughs> I get a hangnail. I was like, oh, I'm gonna report this. Not for a minute right now. So he's telling the truth. I'm telling you. I'll be like, yo, I'm coming to work in my sandals. He cut his nails too short. OJI. OJI. Yep. Hey. What the? You got to know how to do it. But anyways, besides the yeah. point, I hope you're feeling better, big sissy. I'm getting there. Thank you. Throw some oil on there. Doterra. I'll tell that story some other time about the. Terra, but anyways, no, don't, don't say the name of the oil company. They, they gotta, they gotta pay us. They can't get that advertising for free. I mean, Deborah, don't Sheesh. use the DoTerra oil to give blessings. Sheesh! What? Wow, oh. wrong channel, wrong uh, channel. I'm gonna tell you this story. <laughs> State championship game, Orm against Tintview. <laughs> Kingsley runs a. They run an out screen to Buju, and Kingsley buries this guy. But in the process. He puts it. He buries in his helmet right into the, the turf, so it kind of rolled. Yeah. And he got up all dazed and stuff. He started walking to the wrong sideline. So we pull him out. This is like at halftime. It was probably like two minutes left. We pull him to the sideline. I walk down the sideline. I see two officials. I'm like, Hey, you guys got any uh, some oil to bless my son? And they're like, Oh no. All of a sudden, I see somebody in, on our sideline. Go, I got you, yo, yo, I got you. I go, Okay, okay. Halftime rings. Shout out to to Dr. Rich. Me, Dr. Rich, my brother-in-law, Harley, my wife came down from the stands. We walk over to the to the locker room. And I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna give him a blessing. So we get there, we set the ta- we set the chair down, and I'm looking for the guy that said, I got you. I'm like, where is he? Where? And I open the door and they're right outside the door. I go, yo, where's the oil? He goes, right here. He gave me frankincense from Detroit. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, and I said, 
I looked at him. With, I was trying to keep the spirit. I was looking at him like, yo, I didn't know the fifth wise man was a Fijian. <laughs> he gave me frankincense. I just, it wasn't wasn't a good look. But anyways, my shout out to my, my cousin Singer. He had the right oil at that time. Okay, but anyway, okay. Just a quick little something to start out the day. Boy, I bet you Simone was happy for that story. Oh, huh? man. <laughs> I'm my telling man. you. He said I got it and gave me frankincense. You know? hey. But anyways, so this week, actually, it's, it's, a, it's a big snowstorm. I hope it doesn't oh, snow yeah. the rest of the week. It's, it's like, cold out no, there. It's, like it's supposed to clear tomorrow. I, driving that to Gunnison is like... Through those small runs. Oh, oh man, you gotta tell man, we, we gotta do this every week because Strons isn't actually locked up in Gunnison. He just actually does work up there. <laughs> so we <laughs> just like have to clear that driving up. Driving through know. the tundras. Hey, but when you guys go one, out to Gunnison, one lane. Do that let you guys play your your music? That'd be great for the inmates, man. Pumping you guys. They don't let you guys no, do nothing. No. Hey. Our tools are loud, sanders are going, grinders, like yeah, yeah they can't hear nothing. You got your earplugs in. Yeah. So they clear out that whole section. You ain't got nobody around you guys. No, the inmates are in their cells. But we're what, in the shower. But what about all the fumes and all the, the grinding dust and all that stuff going into their no, eyes? We, we have HIPAA vacuums. So it sucks up everything. Hey. Yeah. No, but yeah. So those guys, they get pissed. They start yelling. They start cussing at us. But we're at this point, we've been there so long, it's like, Hey, what's up, Strong? Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man, the showers look great, man. You know. Is that a big prison? Like, how many inmates do you think they got in there? 1,000? 1,700. 1,700? Oh, that's, that's a good size. That's a lot. Section at a time. So you guys almost done? Uh, we have 12 showers left. We'll be done with the six. We do six showers at a time. We'll be done Monday. And that's well, a state milking this, huh? Yeah. Huh? Y'all milking this job. Hell yeah, they no, milking it. We Just gotta, like to make it fun of We got to do the walls and the... Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, appreciate you, man. <laughs> hey, man. I bet you those guys appreciate they yelling at you, but when they get in that shower, they're like, dang, now I'm ready to drop uh, the soap. <laughs> oh, sorry. Feels like I'm in Ikea taking a shower. Man. No, That's trust cool. me. They they appreciate it, man, because those showers were jacked. I should send you guys before and after pictures. Man. man I ain't no trying to see you. that stuff, yeah, man. No keep those pictures. You. Yeah, keep those pictures It's to just yourself. a shower. I ain't trying to see that stuff, man. He, he crazy. Anyways. 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 Easy Don't squeezy, let me squeezy. Don't go to jail. Yeah, hey, yeah. everybody stay in school. Don't yeah. go to jail. All right, so check this out. We wanted to touch on a couple of things. But anyways, anything exciting happened to you guys this weekend besides the whole bar busting his ass? <laughs> <laughs> man, it still hurts, man. No, I was just going to say that the weather has been Utah-ish. But I remember, like, right around conference, it'll snow again. It does this. Like, April. So yeah. But I also wanted to put a quick plug in. We got some special guests that are coming out from the, the land down under, just getting everybody excited. We we about to get them in town, but you know, you kinda we kinda gave a little hint because we had one of them on the on, on interview right now yeah. from Kenya Brown. So those guys are coming up. So quick plug, just because we said conference about April, so we're trying to do something in the spring. Uh we're gonna get our, our big sponsor, Encore, because there's a little facility that's right over here that hopefully they'll Get us a little something that we can do a little reggae island festival here and, and not burn down the place. 
Little reggae splash. Splash, splash. Spring splash. fling. Wait, wait. That's huge, man, if you can come down. KB? Oh, but the good thing oh, is, is it's, it's limited seating over here, you know? So if you, if, you, if you hear about it, you better put that plug in right away because we know there's a lot of concerts out here, but nobody ain't featuring Kenyon Brown. Not like no. this. No. DJ no. Noise. Not noise. like that. Yeah. DJ yeah. Noise. So, you know, we're looking around May-ish. May-ish. Maybe June-ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so weather's popping. Weather's nice. Get something nice. We're just trying to figure out when those guys going to be in town. Because right now, Australia be tripping with the COVID stuff. So who knows what's going on with yeah. them. They can even make it out. So other things in the news, we also saw that they invaded Ukraine. Oh, yeah. So oh, man. Get ready for y'all better gas fill, prices. Yeah, you guys oh, better go fill up gosh. them gas prices, them gas cans up right now. So I haven't seen where it's the gases up. are today, but somebody sent me a a picture of Cali was four ninety nine. Oh, Gabe, four ninety nine for a gallon of gas in Cali right now. We gonna feel it. Dang. It's coming. Yeah. So good luck, all those people that are out there that are hoarding all the gas cans. Let them go. I better go fill up my milk jugs. <laughs> I'll do. It's gonna work, bro. You don't. Hey, whatever it takes. Hands. Everything. Is your car run on diesel? No. Diesel. You did have a truck that was on <laughs> diesel though. I ain't got diesel money, so yeah. That's just stick to. Uh, Gas price. Mm. Anyways. Anyways. Easy squeezy lemon squeezy. Hey, have you guys just off meat pies? Bar- Hobart, you like meat, meat pies? pies? I love meat pies, bro. Leroy, you like meat pies? Uh, you know, it's not my flavor. Oh, okay. He's a Manapua type of guy. Oh, that's right. Oh, Manapua. Because the, the meat pies that I had, man, I had ground beef, man. I could have made that at home. That's just shepherd's pie, man. That's because you went to top. the wrong place, player. Yeah, you went to the wrong place. Where, where, where'd you go? No, my boy, uh, more bread. More bread. Yeah, look him up, kids from New Zealand. Well, you better bring in some meat pies. Don't be no, talking about it on air. No, Leroy, check this out. Meat pies. He, so this is a kid, he's just going to school, right? LDS Business College. Okay. And he's just doing this on the side, but he does it like everything fresh out of a kitchen in West Valley. So he rents the kitchen out. Let's holla at that. Sells it. So this this Saturday from 10 to 4 in West Valley, he's going to be selling this. He's just making – so check this out, Leroy. This is what he did. He did it before. Everyone started Venmoing him. And then you know us, Polly's. Oh, I venue the money, but I can't pick it up for another six hours. Can you hold it for me? Exactly. Sell that. So he learned that, right? Yeah. So now what he's doing, because people, <clears throat> high demand for his um, meat pies, he's only making 200 First 200 If gone. you Venmo it, that's gone. If you don't pick it up, it's sold. No. So it's just whoever comes through. Yeah. He's doing like a little drive through But man. But on that tip, you know, at El Sul Matea at Venmo, that's my Venmo. If anybody wants to just send Venmo, just, for heck of it, just make sure it's working. <laughs> More bread, man. Shout out to this young uh, Tom bread. Bread. Yeah, yeah, we like to hear like kids on the hustle. Yeah, man. Like you know, my cousin was asking me about fundraisers and stuff like that because they we all got young kids yeah. that are trying to get to tournaments. There's a lot of fundraiser stuff, but I just could man, the the plate lunches, that's not me. Yeah, what yeah. what info you got? You got an address? No, I'm pulling him up. More bread. Single cat, yes. You know, just trying to do it. Sagatos you ate over there? Oh man, I love the cigatos. 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 They got that good, good over there. M O A more bread, more real bread. tasting kiwi Aussie baked goods. <gasps> oh yeah, that stuff look good. You oh look yeah, like that's him, him putting in work. Oh yeah, just a young cat. 
I don't know about the cheese on that. Is that cheese in a meat pie? Do they put cheese on meat pie? Steak and yeah. cheese, bro. He only yeah. makes two kinds. Steak and cheese. He does, but he, he's only selling two. Steak and cheese and the breakfast one. Ooh, like a quiche. Mm. Fear quiche. Quiche, you. <laughs> Bless you. You know, just try to holler at, you know. That's good, you know, man. Like trying it, to yeah. make it, man. Everybody you know, go out there and support bread. more bread. More man. bread. M-O-A bread. Do your thing, out man. Out West Valley City. And they got he got an email, too, if y'all want to email him at morebread at gmail.com. I wonder what he's getting com. into school for. Like, Business. So he's, really? So, Leroy, check this out. So, just talking to him, right? Yeah. Um, He has so many people ordering his little meat pies. That's all his hustle, right? How'd you meet him? Ma- just through some friends and family. Okay. Right. But um, came down here from New Zealand through Australia, came down here to go to LDS Business College, came here to America doing his uh, meat pies. My man, look, he got the label and everything. My man wants to open up a little franchise or a little store, and he just want to have meat pies all over the place. Oh. You know? How much is a meat pie? So one meat pie is nine dollars. His other one is seven dollars. But the difference with his his is a little bigger. Okay. His meat pies. He he's guaranteed. You eat one, it's like it's filling, or you can't even yeah, finish it. Because I'm saying nine dollars, man. That's half a bag of kava right there, dog. You know. What oh I'm yeah. Saying? No, so, well, you know, you just gotta try it. We will. Yeah. We're know. gonna try it. We're gonna, we're gonna check it out. You know, we like to we like to support all the local. Especially here, young cat, yeah, yeah, young cat, yeah. single, just trying to hustle. You know what I mean? Just trying to get his education paid for. That's what I'm talking about. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but we was talking about fundraisers. What, what were you going to say about fundraisers? I don't know. We, I, what basically I was saying is a lot of parents that they always inbox me stuff in my Facebook and on my my uh, you know Instagram. You know, so go check me out on. So they're sliding into your DM? Sliding into the DM, just ask some information and stuff like that. But one of the things that they asked was, did we have a sponsor when uh, I was taking my kids to different things and stuff like that? And I said, yeah, the sponsor was Team Suamatea. The mom was the captain and everybody else fell in line. But we always had some people that that donated extra, you know, when we were doing fundraisers. But some of the the ideas that I gave them was, look at who your your, your, – what, what do you say, Strong? Your target market? Target look at, market. Look and see who you who Your who demographic. Your right. So we just happen to, I'm, I just happen to be a, married to a woman that she's got a lot of good stuff that people like to eat. You mm. know? And so her one of her favorite things that a lot of people like to eat was the their their bread that their family makes. Oh, that's, yeah. And so they, they make this bread out of Titus Grill and their parents' restaurant out in, in Hawaii. And so... They sell this a loaf of bread was five bucks, and so it was a plant. It was a pain to do it. So we were talking about how you, they do pre orders. That's how they do it. You know, if people don't show up to pick up that bread, that bread is sold. So when you give a time frame of pick up by one, you come at one oh one. That bread is gone. Gone. Is eaten. Gusto. We also did. Uh, I had a mission companion out in uh, Elder Lewis. Shout out to Elder Lewis that I served a mission with out in Sacramento. He owns a a kettle corn and lemonade business out in Arizona. And he do all the, the fairs and stuff. So uh, I happened to call him one day and he said, Hey, cause I, I'm Facebook friends with him. And I would see like, he, he has these big gigantic trailers that he would go and he'd make really good money. Like, and he'd only work in the summertime. 
you know, doing fairs, but he sell strawberry lemonade, lemonade, and kettle corn popcorn. So I thought, man, I don't know anything about popcorn, but I'm going to go out there and check it out. So I went out there, checked it out, and he sold us an 80-quart kettle machine for 1000 bucks, And then he man. gave us a sifter table and all that stuff. Those things usually go about five racks. Yeah. You know. I looked into it. So we brought it back. I took my trailer, took my whole family, made a little trip, up, drove it back. And then we priced it out. He gave me all the little price out. To sell popcorn is is really, really profitable. I mean, but to sell popcorn at different flavors. So anyways, going back to our target market, a lot of the people that we, in our circle, they like mochi crunch and popcorn, you know, from Hawaii. The hurricane. The hurricane. And so you put a little nori inside with the the, the mochi the crunch. Naughty. And then you put the popcorn in there. But it gives it a better taste because the kettle corn is sweet. Sweet. So during the graduate during football season, we got a little plug in. Shout out to Coach Hill out in Orem High School. We got into the thing and we were we were sold out by halftime. Like it was like, like killers. Cakes. And so sometimes we would because it was right in our garage, we would make kettle corn and the neighbors would smell it. So we sold a lot of bags just right out of our house. I love the smell of kettle corn. Shaka kettle corn was the name of it. So my kids, Shaka they, kettle. my kids, they, we had the little labels and stuff like that. So, and the great thing about kettle corn is you can do it all year round. Everybody eats popcorn all year round. Like sometimes you don't want to eat ice cream in the, in the cold weather or stuff like that. Yeah. But oh yeah, everyone popcorn, popcorn all year, year round. round. And yeah. just, I was so sick of it. So yeah, after my my older corn. kids, after my older kids uh, graduated, I sold that same thing. Six years later, sold the same machine, seven hundred dollars. But that thing paid for itself like a hundred times that. over. So that's a great idea if you guys want to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Kettle corn popcorn is easy to make too. Uh, the the brand that we use, the bag, I'm gonna keep that to myself. You yeah, want keep that? Keep to yourself, bro. Family secret. Yeah, y'all gonna have to call me up. Even the even the recipe. Yeah, just write it down. The recipe, but but it's pennies. And then I had another cousin that. Moved to Australia that talked me into buying a soft serve <laughs> ice cream machine that I've spent $2,000 on. We only used it four times, you know. So don't do that unless you really got, unless you really invested in doing some soft serve ice cream. Yeah. Soft serve ice cream is cheap. But I didn't have time to be standing on the corner slanging yeah. no ice cream, you know. I, I tell you what, man, fundraising is actually a really good idea to help out, you know, with your kids. Not only to raise money, but to teach them the value of hard work. work exactly. You know, the hustle. Because you want to teach them that, you know, they need to work hard for something they want to, you know, like play Hell football, yeah. basketball, volleyball. I see a lot of kids out there working hard, getting those summer jobs, those winter jobs. And that's something I want to teach my kids on, you know, Man, I got three, four kids that want to play sports, man. That's like over a thousand dollars, you know. And, know. and that's not even including like camps, yeah, or traveling or shoes, shoes, equipment, man. yeah. So a lot of people they got to take into account because this, the game is different when we were yeah. younger. So you having know, those kids knocking on doors, that's something we definitely gonna try and do. But even when they're older, like. Kids that get out, I mean, when they get to high school, the training, like you got a oh, personal trainer, they got to go to gyms, yeah. you know, because I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to yeah. wake up and go take them to go run around and stuff like that. So, but the end result of that is, you know, free education. Oh, yeah. You get in there and the kid actually gets uh, 
a scholarship. What's a, what's a scholarship? What's the cost on the scholarship now, Keaton? Like 250 racks? Yeah, I think uh, across the country, it's probably averages at like 50,000 a year. So probably wow. two, 200,000. And I ain't got that kind of money. No. You know, and so when a kid earns a scholarship, that's, that's to the parents, that's like, that's a mini lottery. You yeah. know, and when you, your kid can go to school for free. And so that's, that's the end result to all this. Not the end result. You know, I got some kids that want to play in the next level, but. Yeah. So moving along, the other stuff that they slide in my DM is NIL stuff. Now we we have a, a company that we're fortunate to to sponsor is Encore. They do NIL deals with athletes, and they got all kinds of deals. And I can tell you right now, we went to a, do a deal with my son and some other athletes up in Salt Lake. And uh, the people that you meet, if anything, it's the networking. Like you meet people that are in business that can teach you stuff that you don't learn in school. You know. Let me stop you real quick, Leroy. Will you let people know what NIL is? Uh, NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. So when you are, so I think it was like three years ago, yeah, King, they, they decided that they would let them make money off their image. Uh, last July. Yeah, July last year. But, they, but they've been talking about it. Legislation's it's been, been in talks. In, yeah, it's yeah. been in talks for a long time. And though. then they finalized it. It's about been about a year. And so, well, July, it, it will be a year. And so a kid can make money off of their name, likeness, and image. Now, in the past, Deion Sanders would sell a, a, a jersey when he was at Florida State, and it was probably the highest-selling jersey at Florida State. He didn't get a penny, at least not that we knew about. Uh, Bo Jackson would 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 uh, sign uh, jerseys and stuff like that for whatever reason, and you know, walking out of the stadium, he got no money for that. Come now, when they auction it off, that guy that hung over the, the side to get his jersey signed, that jersey's worth money. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Now that the, the the rules have changed and the NCAA has decided that they were going to let the players make money off their name, likeness, likeness and image. And so you've seen these big deals on TV where, you know, quarterbacks have made signed with big companies like Dr. Pepper, uh, this other quarterback, the other player, uh, Beats by Dre. Caleb and Williams. They, yeah, they're like million-dollar deals. Caleb Williams, perfect example. He, uh, he transferred from Oklahoma. I don't know if he had any deals there. He transfers to his old coach who left Oklahoma, who's now over at USC, lands a big deal. But then he just had another deal that Strong was talking. I read, I was reading about it. Oh, good. Yeah, where they're able to. How do you become do eligible for NIL? So, like for some, parents out there, like, man, I want my kid to get an NIL deal. So, a lot, a lot of the, the, that's what I was saying in my DM, a lot of these parents are asking, you know, what could they do? right now to help capitalize, help their their kid capitalize with the NIL. And I'll tell you right now, I forget what the total is. It's thousands and thousands of high school uh, football players that are actually playing football. And then there's like, what, 5% of those will get D1 scholarships and then even less than that. So I just try to tell these kids, especially when you're asking me about your kid and they're only in junior high. Yeah. But just like with anything else that we talked about here, you're building your brand. And so things that are marketable versus things that aren't. Now, I don't know the answers to a lot of this stuff, but I remember listening to a, a talk that, so I worked for a particular shoe company and they had these seminars they used to have with all these athletes that now have become professional athletes. But when they were in high school, I was able to sit in with them and listen to this guy talk about um, marketable things, things that are building your brand. 
And this particular guy was actually the guy that Michael Jordan is like his sports psychiatrist guy. Writes a book. You know, I forget what his name is. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. Tim Grover. Yep, that's him. His trainer. Yeah, so he spoke. And it was really interesting to listen. But some of the things that he shared was be, be aware of the things that you even post on Twitter. Yeah. Be aware of the, 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 the music that you post on Twitter. So he gave an example. Had this seven-foot uh, white kid from Connecticut or whatever. And he decided to put a commitment video out and had racial slurs in the song. And so being the blue chip kid that he was, he lost a lot of marketable things that could have helped him because of that. He had to go back and explain, but his excuse was, oh, I didn't, I didn't make the video. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't do the thing. So <clears throat> my advice to parents is be aware of everything, even what your kid's doing. I always tell kids like, man, if your grandma doesn't want to hear that, you probably don't want to post that. And sometimes kids try to be cool. You know, it might yeah. be the cool thing. I'm going to listen to so-and-so. Hey, do what you want to do, but be aware that not everybody is going to be a Kanye West where he can be an idiot and still get sponsors. You know what I mean? And so my whole point to the parent was, like I told him, I like, said, do whatever you need to do, but make sure that his brand and the people that he represents and the sponsors that actually sponsor her or sign with him reflect on the brand that he's trying to perceive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you, so like for my, myself, I would tell my son, look, man, you don't got, you, you don't skateboard. So, you know, probably that's not probably something that you want to, you know, but he's like, Oh, if it's all about the revenue. So you, there's, there's just different things. Like another thing too is my son don't drink and he don't smoke. So obviously we won't make a, you know, a run at Anheuser-Busch, yeah. you know, or Newport 100s that Hobart used to smoke. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of things, drinks, um, you know. It, play it safe and just play Wolfram Gundam style. Yeah, but not just whoop, that. Whoop. Even the stuff that they say, you know, on, on yeah. the Twitter stuff. Like, you just got to be somebody. Be pre, be, I just say be consistent. Yeah. Be who you are. Like, don't try to be somebody else. So yeah. marketable things with uh, NIL, we're talking about it. And I, and I was reading this article. And I'll just give you guys a little basic thing about what it says at NIL. And this is actually on uh, Caleb Williams signing his NIL deal, but it says what's not allowed. So NIL stuff is, says we've already discussed the shortcomings of NIL, blah, blah. NIL, you cannot have any sort of pay-for-play offer or described as above. An incentive-based deal, so that means if you do X on the field, you get Y. That's not, that's not a legal deal. Yeah. Any deal contrary to state laws. So Utah, I say it's pretty uh, lenient laws versus other other states. Am I right, King? Yeah, so Utah as a state currently has no... No kind of no guidelines. Laws. Yeah. No laws at all. So I know other Fort states have... Man, like Florida. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ki- uh, states that are trying to pass legislation. And the thing is dumb is because they don't even know. Like things like this, you can't even... You should wait a few years before you can say, okay, let's regulate. Like all these legislators, they think, oh, all these kids are getting sports cars. I can tell you right now, that is not, you have like maybe the top 0.00% of all the athletes that are. It's like Bryce day. Young type yeah. stuff. But, Alabama quarterback, right. QB1. But as a, as a whole, yeah, it ain't you, you ain't got kids riding around in Hummers or G-Wagons and stuff people yeah, are giving. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's not how it is. 
And so back to the parent, just take care of your kids. Make sure they're good kids. Make sure they're good, upstanding kids that, you know, are kind because sponsors will see that legitimate and, and genuine kind kids. Yeah. Just be, just be good kids, man. And I can tell you that for my own son, I know that he loves to be around kids. Like that's his thing. Like he likes to check up on his younger cousins. He likes to like, you know, ask about what's going on. Yeah. That wasn't me. I didn't give a rats. They were like, yo, you uncle, you gonna come to my game? <laughs> no, I'm not. Wow. I'm cutting into my, my mixing time. I'm just being honest. <laughs> You know, so if you have an opportunity to like have a deal and have an NIL deal, take care of that because sponsors aren't done. They've been in this business. Businesses have been in this business for a long time and they're fool me once like give you George Bush, you know, but it, it comes down to like being real. Who are you? But there's a, there is now don't get me wrong. There's a lot of money to be made in NIL stuff. Oh yeah. And uh, it's just finding the right niche. Now, market. is NIL for, like, individuals or to do it as teams here in Utah? Uh, it's usually for individuals, but sometimes, I mean, BYU, they signed a deal with Built Bar, and that was, they, they sponsored the whole team. Okay. Um, I don't know if Utah had did a deal like that. Keaton, you know of any of the schools that did the full deals like that as a, as a team? So um, there have been other team deals, but on that level, I think Miami did one. Um, there was, like, oh, yeah, one that. other one. Like that guy that owns the like health clubs gave everybody like that. Yeah. So there's, there's That's a couple awesome. things like that. And then there's other avenues that's the way the schools are using collectives or um, donor funds to do similar things, but on different scales, maybe a position group or something like that. But yeah, it's all still stuff. pretty new, you know yeah. what I mean? Too. Well, you know, there's probably parents out there like, man, how come my son didn't get a Corvette? You know, it'll help him take him to school, stuff like that. You know, like the, the thing is good with Keaton is he's a good reference because this is what he does. But tell us, Keaton, exactly like when you're, if you're, what advice would you give to a kid that, like I just told you, like a parent that inboxed me, the kid's still in high school and they want to prepare themselves so their kid can be marketable. What would your advice be to them? Yeah, no, I think you hit you hit it right on the head um, from an off-the-field standpoint. Obviously, on the field, you need to be somebody, if you're looking to get into the college space, you got to be a top dog. Um, so that kind of all takes care of itself. But as far as, like, a marketing standpoint, social media is absolutely massive. Because, like, just like social media is a snapshot for football or whatever sport you play, it's also a snapshot of who you are. So I'm talking not just things that you post – but I'm talking about things that you like, things that you reshare, yeah. things that you, all that kind of stuff. Like if I'm a brand and I want to work with somebody, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go look at their social media. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if there's somebody I want to work with and they have like 200 followers on Instagram, I'm not necessarily going to be super interested in that. Right. That's the, for an NIL perspective, what brands are looking for is that they want somebody with reach. They want somebody that's like, okay, I'm not just giving you money because you're, you know, so-and-so, but I want to use you as an actual marketing gig. That's the reason the whole thing's set oh, up. Yeah. And so, you know, as you grow, you know, there's different ways to grow your social media, posting about your sport, posting about who you are, build yourself and create an audience. And that's, what's going to make you the most marketable, right? A business is going to want to invest in you because they know that if I give player a so much money and product or whatever it is that they're, ha they have a community backing for them that will show them, you know, like, okay, there's actual interest in a product for sure. And and we gave you that information for free. Y'all didn't even have to no, go to class for that. Kid. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's valuable upon value because yeah. 
Keaton not only works for this, he's 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 friends. He's he's always surrounded with players that are top notch players. So just last week, uh, these guys from PFF, I guess they're a whatever. What they're from? No, no, they're they're what are they? Keaton, they're like a they're 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 a NFL sports uh, projection. Like they're. they're pretty big. They're they're kind of a national thing that they do. But anyways, last week they they tweeted out um, who are the most uh, on BYU's team, who are the most draftable kids on the 2020 squad. And they put Kingsley's one of the physical tools, and he's one of those possible day one or day two type guys in the NFL draft. Now, to not even play a down, we're talking about – because we're talking about marketing. Now, if other people – that's what I'm saying. You don't need to always say – uh, stuff about yourself. Let other people talk. Yeah. So when you got like media guys that are doing it, but because Kingsley coming up, he wasn't very vocal. He wasn't a very, he let his play speak for itself. Some of the stuff that was questionable, I always wanted to slap his face when he, he was on the sideline. But majority of the stuff is you, you want to tell your kid, like, look, if you want to be this guy, go be that guy. Find the people that's going to be that guy because you never had to tell Michael Jordan how to act. You never had to tell a Kobe Bryant how to play. They just felt that that's who they were. And then people gravitated to that. I wish my son would be like the charisma that Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant had. I mean, because those guys, they that's years and years and years oh, of practice. Yeah. And so I, another thing that I would tell parents too is that when your kid gets in front of a mic and he's about to get interviewed, Give them some talking points because sometimes kids say some stupid stuff. Oh, yeah. And they say the dumbest things like, my father don't drive that kind of car. I'm not going to say that story. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him what his GPA is and my father don't drive that kind of car. Look, sound sound intelligent, sound yeah. professional. You know, a there's little the, practice run with them. Yeah. And, and, that's what, and that's the thing, though. Because this is such a business, you've got to practice at home. Yeah, give them simulate that at home. Like give that's, them an that's opportunity. That's a good idea. That's good yeah. advice. Because that that's what happens. You you get on national uh, media and they stick a microphone in your face. And I was fortunate; my son was able to do that and get that practice here on a local media level, where he always had certain reporters that he felt comfortable with, and some that he just rather not say anything. But you know, again, it starts at home. Help help your kid to understand. Uh, you know, be honest. Yeah. You know. And then do what you got to do. So uh, yeah. Keaton was saying that you can you can be the best social media guy. You can be the best like influencer. But if you suck on the field and on the court, psh, oh. ain't nobody gonna try to do that unless yeah, they. I make it unless you're like that guy from uh, what is it called American Idol? The the guy says she bang she bang. He was so terrible, but man, he made millions and millions of views. That guy that oh, Stephen yeah, Hung yeah. or whatever Went young viral yeah. yeah. Be Roy Hung. Hobart Hung fell on his his, <laughs> his hung. <laughs> so anyways, I just encourage all you guys out there, especially the parents, to man, direct your kids in the way that you would want to be presented in your family because as Polynesians, you always want to be able to be portrayed in the best of light possible because not only do you represent yourself, but also your parents, your family, and their families and families, stuff like that. So yeah. anyways, and on that note... That's my two cents. Go ahead, guys. Yeah. Yeah, communication is key right now. I'm actually teaching my kids. Um, they they tend to look away when people are talking to them. So I got to like, hey, 
you got to look at the other person's face when they're talking to you. You can't just like look down or look away, man. Like it starts from home. And you know, that's that communication is like one of the, one of the skills that I'm teaching my kids on how to talk, pronounce your words. It's not easy. No. I mean, to, to have kids stand up in front of people and say stuff, that's not easy. Yeah. You know, so you, you just got to be patient with them. I remember sometimes I, well, even now, I cringe when Kingsley's on an interview. Like, he's on TV, we're watching, and I'm like, oh, please don't say st- something stupid. You know, or as a parent, you can never, you're, you're the, probably their worst critic. Like, I like to tell him a lot of times when he gets on, get ready to get on air, I'm like, yo, sit up straight. You know, speak clearly. Because sometimes he's like, yeah, because, uh, man. So, but <laughs> nothing's going to be perfect, but that's him. You know, and it'll get better. I'm sure all the stars that were out there started somewhere, you know, like that. Oh, so, yeah. Well, it, it's just this time. It's just this this generation of kids, you know, because what's happening now is yeah, the phone. Oh, yeah. And so what happens is they're either on the phone or playing games and their social skills yeah. go out the window. So when exactly you get kids like what Leroy was saying, getting up to speak or even like what you said, you know, talking to someone. Cause I go through that cause I have teenagers and nothing gets me more pissed off than when my kids don't acknowledge either their aunties or uncles or friends or people. They're just on their phone. Yeah. And so whenever we go to someone's house, they already know the drill phones up, right? Yeah. Not on your phone. We're, we're talking, we're engaging. Um, you're making eye contact because I don't know how many times we have to take, Oh, bring your phone. We got to take their phone <laughs> away. We got to turn it off. It's because yeah. they're not engaged. All they want to do is watch TikToks, yeah. text their friend, watch video. You know, you feel like there's a disconnect though. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's a huge disconnect. That's what it is. It's, I mean, I, I'm just speaking for my family and my kids because, um, when we, when we first, um, gave our kids phones we had all these rules and everything how old were they when you gave them phones because my six-year-old's asking for a phone right now oh no 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 gab get them a gab watch i know i was just looking at the billboard get the gab watch for them because it only texts and call but so we didn't get west his first phone was he was going into his junior year he was a sophomore in high school damn you're nazi dog Dang. Uh, yeah, man, you are. <laughs> how did Wes get around, man? He, yeah. did, did he how did we get car? around when we were? You know, I'm you, saying no. That's what I was gonna say. Strong. How old were you when you first got your first beeper? We won't tell you what you was doing with it, but how old were you when you got <laughs> oh, your first beeper? When it came out, yeah. So why when it came out? So, yeah, right when it came out, we we was all on our hip. I had like three of those. My, my junior year, hip and a pocket full of change. And, and when I got my see-through one, oh, oh that man. clear case. Everybody clear? was looking at me like, uh, "Oh, he he doing something." <laughs> and, it, and when they gave that ringtone, oh, like, and, oh, he got that new one. And I'd always be like sitting in church, and then be like, "What you looking at?" But that's <laughs> that's the thing. I, I understand what Strong's talking about because two Sundays ago, so my kids they go to the the YSA ward, yep, and they got up late. So when you get up late, like. But get your ass and go to church with us. So we went. Our war started at 12. We got there. And they sit on the end. Soon as the first song of sacrament meeting starts, I looking did. at their phone. Uh-huh. And yep. so I'm not going to say the name <laughs> of our bishopric that's up there, but I, I was kind of loud. And I just leaned to the, my left because I was sitting on the end because nobody was sitting next to me. And they're sitting on the aisle seat. And I go, Psh, put those away. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I swear, I almost stood up and gave laying on hands with some frankincense. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
<laughs> I almost got up mad. Cause so that Same anger, lavender? so that anger led all the way to the end. And after we were done, after we got home, I said, listen, I'm going to explain this to you guys because it's disrespectful when you're doing this in front of older people. But when you're in the house of the Lord and we're about to do something, you're doing it in front of him. They're like, dad, we're, we're looking for scriptures. No, you weren't. I looked over and you was on Instagram, you know, like, man, that's so, the battle. That's the battle. It, exactly. Right? So what do you do? That's the battle. Because I remember when we were in church, they would collect of all, all of our electronics that we had. You know, nobody had, you know, whatever. <laughs> but do you do that? Like, but see, my kids are adults, you know. Well, in the age group. In Polynesian, there really isn't so no such thing as being an adult. Cause well, long Pops as, used to always say, I wasn't born yesterday. I uh, know what you're doing. Exactly. It, it's, it's kind of a thing that I think we're going to struggle with that, but... Like you said, it's it's this generation. They feel like I think my kids will go crazy if I took their phones away for maybe a oh. day. Oh, bro, I oh. took I took my daughter's phone for a day. She was crying. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, "Why are you crying for?" There's a disconnect from and the she's world. Like, That's their world, <laughs> you know. And then my wife's like, "Don't yell at her." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." I was like, "Myla, come here." Like, Yo, say her name. Go ahead. What's wrong? <laughs> and she's like. No, I wasn't doing anything on my phone. I wasn't. I was listening. I you just were like mad at me. I'm like, okay, this is the problem. You're getting emotional over a phone. But that's do you the have world. a job? No, but then I had. Do you have a job? No. Okay. Why do you need your phone? I talked to my friends. They gave me the thousands. Took her phone. Left it at the house. She went to school. Guess what? She came back. Took her phone. No, she was like talking to our oh. her brothers and sisters. She like she was active, I got a burner. helping around. <laughs> no, she, she got so a burner at school. <laughs> she got a burner at school. After a while, they forget about it, and everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, when they get to get back, it's like it's like an addiction. It's like it rehab. Is, bro. Like it you is. have you have to wean them off. I think they it say is. everyone touches their phone like every what six seconds or something, something like that. I know for me. When I roll out of bed, I, I, I got to check my phone. Don't even blast the knives. Because, I, you know, I, I do a lot of my business on the phone. But right. at All the right. same time. Damien Dash. At the same time, what the hell are the kids doing rolling over and looking at their phone? Like, I'm the dad. That's I know what, what I'm mean. doing, you know. That's what I'm saying. Well, my kids aren't supposed to have their phones. They don't go to, you know. Just oh, in the room. Yeah. We used yeah. to do that, too. When they were teenagers, we'd have the phone in our room at 9 o'clock, and they would have withdrawals like, why? You can't trust me. No, I can't. Or I can't. we have no. the set. You can do the setting, so they'll take it for the alarm. Oh, yeah. like, we need an alarm clock. I'll get one. Yeah. yeah. But we let them have it, but we already turned off the internet on it. Yeah, my know? wife put us on that uh, track you, track us wherever on that the app, and I wouldn't put it on. I ain't trying to use to track me. You know, try to have the kids track. You track set the kids. Up. My wife tracks me. Oh, see, yeah. What well, were I you doing that one day. That's why she'll be saying, like, you said you were going to go fix your phone, but it looks like you're at, you're at Leroy's office. I'm like, yeah, that's where they fix the phone at. Over that's here. why, man. You can't <laughs> use me as an excuse. I'm the guy. I'm the friend that if the, if the wives go, who you with? And they say, Leroy, like, bring your ass home. Like oh, that. yeah. That's why I don't even use your name, bro. See, there you guys. He has a judger's, man. But, hey. Who you with? By myself. So I, I was with a certain person yesterday, and I, I shared my, my famous story because- are we 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 wrapping it up. What, what, what time we got? How much time we got? Five minutes. Four minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna share this my famous story. So, yesterday I was with a certain someone that. See, we're trying to do 
different streams of income. So we're looking at, you know, buying a couple of warehouses and stuff like that. You know, just looking into it. And uh, he tells me, man, you know, when you, how, how do you do it when your wife is like, you know, doesn't ask where you are, like doesn't, doesn't uh, do where I said. So this last come follow me week was Isaac and Abraham. Mm-hmm. And the key to that story is Isaac trust his dad. Trust. So I told him, there was a story about an Indian boy. To become a man, he had to climb the mountain. When he gets to the top oh, of the mountain, nice. he, goes, he goes to the top of the mountain, and the, the key is to find this specific weed that only grows at the top of the mountain. So as he got up there, it was, got real cold. It was kind of cold like today. And he saw the, this weed that he had to pull and bring back down to the tribe. But next to the weed was a, a snake. A snake was coiled up around the ring, and he goes, the snake got up, and he talked, and he said, I promise I won't bite you if you take me down the mountain and I'll let you pull this weed. He goes, but you're a snake. He goes, I promise you, I will not bite you. So he picked the weed. He put the snake inside his jacket and he took him down to the bottom of the mountain where it was nice and warm. He took the snake out. The snake coiled up and bit him right in the arm. And as he was dying, the Indian boy goes, I thought you said you wasn't going to bite me. The moral of the story is what the snake said to him. That's what I always tell everybody about my wife. You, you knew what I was when you picked me up, boy. <laughs> Don't tell All me, right. whole bar. You know what I'm saying? You knew what I was when you picked me up. Right All right. Story. Right. No, let's wrap it up. We'll see you guys again next week. My name is Leroy the Strong. It's Hobart. And my man Keaton on the ones and twos. Peace. See ya. You knew what I was. <laughs>